You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast, episode number 87. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Hey there, Amy Porterfield here, and welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today's episode is very, very important to your business. It's all about building out a dream team inside of your business so that you can spend more time in your areas of genius, the areas that you really excel, the areas that you love to spend time in, where your skill set is the strongest so that you can make a bigger impact for your audience and a bigger impact in your bottom line. Now, I've invited a guest on the show because if you've ever listened to my podcast or if you know me personally, you know that I like to have guests on the show that are specifically going to focus on areas that I might need a little help on as well. So I'm in the trenches with you. I get it that there's areas of our business that we could just be a whole lot stronger. And for me, building a dream team is one of those areas. Now, I've been very lucky to have amazing hires already in my business, but truly I feel lucky because I've never put a concentrated effort into the hiring process. What you're going to learn today from my special guest is it really is a process. But real quick, before we dive in, I wanted to tell you about our new sponsor for today's episode. This episode is brought to you by meetedgar.com. Now, Edgar is my social media scheduling tool of choice. It is the only tool I use to schedule all of my social media. Now, specifically, I focus on Facebook and Twitter with this tool, but it goes beyond that if you want to look into it even more so. But I wanted to tell you how I use it. So with Edgar, it's not like a one and done kind of thing with social media posts. And here's what I mean. When you post on Edgar and you schedule something, it will post, let's say today, and then you can repurpose that post and you can have it post again next week and the week after and on and on. So your social media posts get repurposed. And if you've ever followed any of my content, you know that repurposing content is the key to consistency. You don't always have to reinvent the wheel. Have you ever posted something on social media and it's a really great post? You spent time to write the post. It's a great image. It's linking to one of your favorite blog posts. And then you think, well, once that goes out, then what? Well, the thing is, you don't have to remember to post about it again next week on social media because Edgar will do that for you. The more you fill up your library with your own original content and with links to other people's content, then that means that you're consistently posting on social media. You can choose the dates and the times and how often it's going to get posted, but it happens automatically for you when you get it all set. So you always have consistent content going out. I do it with my original content. I do it with different quote images that I've created. I do it with other people's content. Meet Edgar is one of the coolest scheduling tools. And here's the cool thing. You can try it out for free. So if you go to meetedgar.com forward slash Amy, you get a special offer. You can get started today. And I'm telling you, it is the coolest social media tool you will ever lay your hands on. All right. So let's go ahead and dive in to today's interview with Melanie Duncan. 
Now, Melanie is a serial entrepreneur with businesses in a variety of industries from apparel to customized home decor. Starting with little experience, Melanie took her first business from the brink of failure and turned it into a multi-million dollar brand by embracing modern marketing techniques. And she's never, ever looked back. She now runs a multiple seven-figure empire with her husband, Devin Duncan, and they live the work-from-wherever lifestyle that so many of us dream of. Now, when you hear the name Devin Duncan, you might recall if you follow my podcast that in episode 85, I talk a lot about Devin because he is my business partner. And because Melanie and Devin work so closely together, you'll hear about that in my interview with her. I really do feel like Melanie is my partner as well. She's always giving me great advice. And this woman is so strategic that any little morsel that she gives me, I'm always like, tell me more. I want to hear it. And I always run with it. She gives amazing advice about building a business. And so I get to work really closely with Melanie because my relationship with Devin Now, in addition to building this empire with Devin, Melanie has also translated her passion and experience into her role as an online educator, helping thousands of people start and grow successful businesses on their own. Now, I love that she's got this mission and her mission is to get more people past the million dollar mark in their businesses. Pretty cool, right? We'll talk about some of the programs she has and what she's developed in her business, but she's done all of that because she has built this dream team. She has a process for hiring that is extremely unique and it takes some effort and focus, which is why she's been able to excel and find these amazing people that are the perfect fit to support her business. I've seen her go through the transition of hating to hire and then loving the hiring process. And I really want to get there in my own business. And I think after you hear what Melanie has to share, you too will want to get there. So I cannot wait for you to dive in, learn more about everything that Melanie does to find her dream team and apply it in your own business. So I won't make you wait any longer. Let's go ahead and jump in. Melanie, thank you so much for being with me here today. I truly appreciate it. Amy, I am very excited to be here. It is an honor to be on your show. Well, this is the second time you've been on the show, and this time we're talking about something totally different. So if you remember, I feel like it's been thousand years ago that you talked all about Pinterest. You remember that? I do. That's right. (laughs) But it feels like so long ago. So today we are talking about hiring smart and having kind of like a business plan around hiring. And I have to tell you that I totally dread the hiring process. And I have watched you over the last year go through hiring some amazing people and watching you spend the time and the focus and making it kind of your mission to find these perfect people for your team. And I feel like things have totally changed in the hiring area of your business. Would I be right? Completely correct. It's like amazing to watch. And I get an inside view because as you know, Devin and I are partners and I get to talk to you all the time as well. And you are offering advice to me all the time. So I get that, but my audience hasn't seen kind of the transition you've gone through. So I thought we've got to talk about this. And before we get into it though, I want you to tell everybody a little bit about your business, what it looks like, and also what your team looks like. Absolutely. So as you know, uh, we've had online businesses. Deb and I have been running businesses together for over 10 years now. 
And I have gone through multiple different, uh, I guess, perspectives and, and shifts when it comes to the way I feel and think about hiring. For a long time, it was something that I was really overwhelmed by and kind of dreaded doing because I didn't have a really good system or a particularly good track record. But, you know, years and years of experience and trial and error, I've figured out some really great strategies to make sure that you get the right hires and have the right process. And that has definitely made me a lot more excited and successful when it comes to hiring for my business. So two businesses we're going to be talking about today. I do have an online information business very similar to yours, Amy, where I sell online products and coaching, things like that information. But I also have an e-commerce business or two e-commerce businesses that I run from across the country. So we'll be talking about that a little bit as well. One is Custom Greek Threads. It sells Greek apparel, so for sororities and fraternities, and also luxury monograms, which is home decor. Okay, so the great thing is there's a little something for everyone here because we've got the internet marketing side of the business, and then you actually have these physical products and this business that you're running from kind of anywhere in the world, which is so awesome. So we'll be talking about both as we get into these different tips that you have. So specifically, we're going to be talking about some tips and tricks and strategies that you use to build your dream team. And before we get there though, I want you to talk to us a little bit about where you've seen many businesses go in the wrong direction when it comes to hiring. Like what have you seen that really doesn't work? Well, I think for most of us, particularly as business owners, we don't have a real strategy for who we want to hire, how we're going to hire them, or even the, even the order in which we're going to hire people. So one of the things that I really wanted to talk about was actually making a dream team list. Um, one of the harsh realities of being a business owner is you end up doing a lot of the work that you really don't want to do. Does that... Yeah. Does that sound familiar? Yes, yes and yes. Probably to a lot of your listeners. So what can be just very liberating, particularly in the earlier stages of business, is sitting down and writing a list of all the different positions that you would love to have in your business. If time, if money, you know, if managing was no, no particular challenge, what are the positions you would love to add? So whether it's someone coming in doing customer service, that's usually one of the first hires. Or if you're an e-commerce owner, someone coming in and helping you with your shipping and your packaging. What are those, those dream hires? And you can make as long of a list as you like, but it's really cool to start thinking about what would be possible if you did have that additional support and what do you really enjoy doing? What are those few key things that only you can do in your business because just because you can be doing everything in your business doesn't mean you should be doing everything. So delegation is key. But I think starting out by making a dream team list of all those different positions you'd like to have within your company, you can then from there move forward and prioritize them. So thinking about, you know, the first hire I really, really want to make is that customer service person because I am just drowning in emails right now. But what I do after I prioritize that list is I assign different revenue goals to each. Oh, tell me more. Yes, a lot of times the growth of your business is correlated to adding more people to your team. Because, and you've got to be careful of this, you don't want to inundate yourself and hire a ton of people all at the same time and not be able to train them properly. But a lot of the times, 
your business will grow as you grow your team because it starts opening up more bandwidth for you to be focusing on the things that only you can do and really excelling at them. And so two reasons. That's the first reason why I do revenue goals. But second, it holds you accountable because your business, as it grows, you might find that you become busier and busier. Yes. And because of that, you tend to procrastinate and avoid hiring someone because you say, oh, I'm just too busy right now to hire someone. Or we've got this big launch coming up or it's, you know, a holiday season. There's all these reasons why I don't want to go start a job search and try and find someone and train them right now. So when you have a concrete thing like an actual revenue goal, you hit it. You have to make sure then that you don't allow yourself to compromise and you go ahead and move forward with hiring for that position. Okay. I love this. And I'm doing this right now. There's a few positions I know I need to hire for, and I am letting myself get stuck in all the projects we're working on and saying, I know I need to focus on that. So I'll get to it later, but there's really nothing that's pinning me down saying you've got to move forward with this. So those revenue goals is like right in your face. Like I did it. I met this revenue goal. Now it's time. Exactly. And you need to ask me specifically about what are some of the big mistakes that uh, people make when they're trying to hire? And I think one of the things that we've done really well in our companies is you have to sell the position. And one of the big mindset shifts that I've made in the last few years is realizing that I want to attract a top level talent to my businesses. When I was first starting out, I was thinking, okay, who can I, <laughs> this sounds terrible, but who can I get for the cheapest to do the work that I need help with? So I was really looking for, you know, I just wanted to find someone good enough. I oh, wanted yeah. to find someone fast. I want it to be easy and just someone who could kind of, you know, do the work for me and take it off of my plate. When I made a shift to realizing I needed to attract or I wanted to attract that top talent to my business, what you need to do to attract someone like that is very different than just posting an ad on Craigslist, which is what we used to do for custom rig threads in the beginning. We were looking for people to do production or just really basic level stuff. We'd use Craigslist to find our, our job applicants. And we'll be talking more specifically about, you know, how we go and find people now for our businesses. But to attract top talent, another mindset shift is you have to actually sell the position and sell people on why they should want to work for you. And I can give you some great examples. I'm, I don't know, Amy, when you want to talk about this stuff, but if you go to melanieduncan.com forward slash dream team, you can actually see an example of how we do this. Yes. But we pretty much create sales pages for our positions I and mean, we'll run traffic to them. They're beautiful. So I actually, Melanie is constantly giving me great ideas for my business. And I remember the first time I was hiring for a big position in my business and you sent over a link to one of your pages that you were hiring for. And I was so confused because I thought, oh, she messed up. She sent me a sales page. Like I, I need the page <laughs> where you're going to hire somebody. And then I started to read it and I'm thinking, this is genius. I mean, one thing that we need to make really clear, and I don't know, I think you all agree with me here is that you put a lot of focused energy here. Like this is not something that you do in one hour and you're done with putting out up the page and finding someone, right? There's like a lot of concentrated effort here. A ton of effort. And the more effort you put into it, the better results you're going to get from that hiring process. So true. And so you put together this, literally the sales page and we'll tell people the URL, but I'll link to it in my show notes. But what is it again? 
It's just melanieduncan.com forward slash dream team. And we list a bunch of positions that we're currently hiring for or that we're going to be hiring for in the future. So you can kind of click on a couple of them and see that. Great. And one thing that you do really well is you talk about the environment and really what's in it for them and why it's so awesome to work in an environment like the one you've created. And you also tell people who this job is not for. If you're this or you're this or you're that, whether it's mindset, the way they do things, um, the kind of work they do, whatever it might be, you make it really clear who this job is not for as well as who it is for, right? Exactly. And, and the, the most common mistake a lot of job owners or a lot of business owners make is they create these really boring position pages. You know, they are completely devoid of personality. They don't really speak to the company culture. And I mean, you know, I say company culture, my whole team is remote. It's not like we're going into an office and we have, you know, free pizza every Friday. Everyone's working from home or from wherever they want to work from. So culture means something different to a remote team, but you need to realize that when you're attracting top talent, a lot of times you're pulling them away from other positions. They're not currently unemployed and just looking for a paycheck, but you really have to sell them on why they should want to leave their current setup and come work with you. So there, Melanie's is a perfect example. You also sent me a link for Derek Helpern's that I'm going to link to in the show notes, um, yes. Ramit's. And then Noah Kagan, he wrote a blog post that you sent me so I could prepare for this. Mm -hmm. And that blog post was amazing because he talked about how to hire. And a lot of things we're saying here, he put in there, but I love that he showed an example where he had built a bar in his office. So he is not virtual with his team, but he built this like right. awesome bar for people. But then he showed a picture of some cubicles that someone had just posted on Craigslist, like come get a job with us. And it was these ugly cubicles, like who would ever want to work there? Like it's yes. kind of amazing what people have put out there to hire amazing talent. And you're going about it in a totally different, unique, creative way. Yes, absolutely. So we'll, we'll link to those in the show notes for sure. Um, but I want to back up a little bit. One thing I forgot to ask you right at the top was that, you know, you had said earlier on that in the beginning, you also dreaded hiring and then you had this mindset switch and you said that you learned to hire to fit. What does that mean? Yes. So we actually worked with a, this was just about probably a little over a year ago. We worked with a hiring consultant named David Bonnie and his company is called hire to fit and learn some strategies from him about hiring. A lot of it we were already doing, which was awesome to kind of go and reaffirm that we were on the right track. But he's the one that was really responsible for getting me to see hiring in a different way. And you can check out his website. I think it's just hiretofit.com. But it's this whole, this whole movement that, you know, there are amazing people, exceptional talent that are just in the wrong positions. And when you get the right people in the right positions, just incredible things are possible. And I know it sounds very pie in the sky, but he was the one that made me realize hiring isn't just about filling, you know, butts in seats or getting people in filled, filling positions and being done with it. But it's about what you can add to your company and what can become possible for you in your business when you do hire people that fit the positions properly. Okay. So this is a really good time to just talk really briefly about your online marketing business, what does your team look like today? Because I want to talk about how you actually went through a process with these new hires, but who do you have on your team right now? So 
the best hire I've ever made, although he was very, very difficult to train, was my husband, Devin. I was going to say, wait a second. <laughs> you don't have any guys that I'm thinking of, but I forgot. That's your best hire. You're so true. You're so right. right. <laughs> the, the best hire, the most difficult to train, but the best hire. Um, no, I, I That is amazing. Probably, I hope he hears this. <laughs> probably the other way around. Um, but, so our teams are pretty complex because we work together in a really dynamic way. So Devin does manage a lot of the systems and tracking and paid traffic and metrics and all of that kind of stuff. So that's one part of the business. The part of the business that I personally hire for and train has to do more with content and marketing and branding. So we have a mix. I mean, just like a lot of online business owners we have people that are employed full-time that we call our leadership team or our dream team. And then we have a lot of other freelancers and contractors that we use pretty much on a regular basis. But my core dream team consists of my head of content, my head of membership, and then my head of customer experience. And each of them manage contractors or other partial-time people that help them with their positions. But head of content, so that helps me that's Jordan, and she helps me with courses, and she also helps me with all of our outward-facing content. So our blog posts, anything that goes up on uh, the website, or social media strategy, we work together on that. And she's full-time? Yes, yeah, she's full-time. Gotcha. And then I have Cindy, who helps me with head of me as head of membership, and she helps me with all the content for our, our online membership program business class. Which is amazing. Let's just give it a little plug real fast because this is one of the best membership sites out there. So tell people just really quickly, I know this is off the cuff, but tell them about business class. Yeah. So business class was inspired by our whole, our whole movement of work from wherever. And it's pretty much the strategies, online business strategies to creating a business that affords you the freedom to work from wherever. So we teach everything from, you know, how to become more creative in your business and stand out to copywriting to, we just did a big holiday sales and promotions guide. So pretty much all sorts of different business, personal growth um, as entrepreneurs and just online marketing strategies. We create guides every month that are very cool, very uh, dynamic with videos and lots of resources, but it's fun. It has a travel theme. So the name is business class kind of as that double entendre of you know luxury traveling. And also it's a business class. It's so good. So if people wanted to learn more about business class, where could they check it out? They just need to go to melanieduncan.com forward slash business class. Perfect. Okay. So you have somebody full time helping you manage the content inside that membership site, right? Yes. Yes. Cause it's, I, I managed all the content on my own inside a membership site for a while. We had a program called online edge Academy, but to really make sure, I mean, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot of information and we really want to take our time to research each particular topic and boil it down to just streamline the strategies. So bringing Cindy in was a really, really key hire for our team. Yeah. I think that was a really big one for you for sure. And then you have one more full-time person. Is that right? Yes, I do. Femi. So Femi is our head of customer experience or more commonly known customer service, but she's so much more than that. She helps us with understanding, you know, she's really our direct link between the content team, you know, courses, all of that, the marketing, and then the actual customer. Femi is the one that talks to a lot of people on the phone. She's the one that sees, you know, refunds or cancellation emails. So she's really a wealth of knowledge. And um, we, we try and tap into her and her feedback as much as possible. Fantastic. 
So one of the things that was really unique about you hiring all three of these amazing ladies is your hiring process. Now there's one, before we get into this hiring process in something that you call project funnels, there's Mm -hmm. one story that you've got to tell and you tell it when it's appropriate as you talk about this process, but you got to tell a cupcake story. (laughs) It's so good. And I happened to be there when it happened. So I remember it very vividly. So, okay. Tell us about the process and when that cupcake story fits in, go ahead and tell us that too. That's right. That was in San Diego. Yeah. So I don't use resumes at all. Um, I also don't really use references, which is interesting to me. So, okay, wait, time out reference and referral. That would be different to you then, right? Yes. Cause I I love referrals. Correct. Correct. Okay. A lot of times references, at least in the context I'm, I'm meeting it is it's when people list on the bottom of their application or the bottom okay. of the resume, like, okay, you can call these particular people. <laughs> and who would ever kind of put shit, someone, okay? yeah. Who would ever put someone on there that they didn't think was going to say amazing things about them. Right. Exactly. So it's kind of a bias. My background's in psychology, so I'm very tapped into research methods <laughs> and it's such a biased source of information that, you know, it does. I've never found it to be particularly useful when I've called references. Okay. So what I focus on mainly is exactly project funnels. So normally the way our, our hiring process or application process works is we start off with a questionnaire. So it's usually, I just create something like a Google form. You know, I still like to make it branded and not just a, you know, a templated thing. So it's part of the brand experience to attract, to attract that top talent. But I do a Google form and I ask, a couple of questions that kind of relate to the position. And then I always like to throw in some kind of, I don't want to say <laughs> trick questions, but some interesting questions that are beyond the standard, you know, what was your past position? You know, what past positions have you held? I'll ask people what their favorite business book is or what their favorite book is. What was the last movie they saw? Um, one of the questions that I love that I came up with is I ask people, whether or not they consider themselves a perfectionist. Okay, and I've been a, dying to ask you, why do you ask that? Because I saw that on your survey. Yes, so it's a really big thing to me in particular because I have very, very high standards for everything that we do in our businesses and kind of just <laughs> honestly in life. Yes, but, you do. <laughs> uh, I do not consider myself a perfectionist because speed of implementation is key to me. And mm. I found in the past perfectionist sometime, I don't want to group everyone in together, but a lot of time perfectionists tend to, they don't move on at good enough. I'm looking for people who can do good enough and for that to be, you know, good enough, literally. And then for us to move on and be conquering new things. Cause I work very quickly and I work on a lot of different projects and I need people who are going to be able to get stuff done. So I actually like people who do not call themselves perfectionists, but it's very interesting to see how people answer that question and then how they explain. Cause I'll ask them, I'll ask why, you know, if yes or if no, why? And, um, I've, I've really gotten some interesting insights from that question. I bet. I can only imagine you right now are so like a twin of your husband because (laughs) Devin is like that too. And something I've learned working closely with him every day where It's if it's good enough, we're getting it out there. And I think that's why we've been able to do so much this year. I don't think I'm a perfectionist either, but he's, he's helped me feel like I have the permission to not put everything out there that looks amazing and stellar and perfect all the time. And no wonder you guys are such a dynamic duo. Then it's a great philosophy. 
Yes. Yeah, so we start with start with these, you know, basic questionnaire questions. And then based upon that, and I will gather relevant information, you know, like what they've done in the past and why they think they're the right fit for the position. So come up some of that basic stuff. But I like to throw in some kind of interesting little twist questions there. And then based upon that, I will usually select, I do a rating score, which sounds a little mean, but <laughs> usually a scale of one to 10. Okay. Um, 10 being the, the perfect fit and one being not a good fit. And I'll go through the Google form and any tens I invite to continue on to the project portion of the interview process. And so normally I will give people, I'll start with one project and, um, you know, sometimes I'll have eight or 10 people that are, are in this, in this actual application process and I'll assign them all the same project. I work with them independently or I have, you know, whoever is going to be managing them work with them independently and give them a project that is one of the parts of the job that they are going to be hired to do, because that's the best way to evaluate whether or not someone's going to be a right fit for the position is to get them doing the work that they're actually going to be doing. So I try to break it down into projects. If it's too big, it shouldn't be too big of a project. It should be something they can complete in a week. Um, a little, another little psychology tactic here is I don't give them a due date. I tell them, oh. please get it done as um, quickly as possible to the best degree possible. So I'm also evaluating how good of work they can do and how short of time. Okay, this because is good. Some people will take 10, you know, 10 days to two weeks and turn in something that wasn't nearly as good as someone who produced their project in three days. So I'm looking for both quality and the speed in which they were able to get it done. Now, this is the part that I think separates you from most people in hiring, because this is the part that takes a lot of time on your part to yes. make sure that you create the project, first of all, and then make sure they understand it and you're checking mm -hmm. in and, and answering any questions. It's just a lot of work up front. And again, you've created this dream team that I have seen firsthand how amazing they are and how well you work with them. But a lot of us, including me, make excuses like, oh, it's going to take so long. So I haven't actually got right. to it. But this is where like the strength of being an entrepreneur really comes through. Another thing that I do uh, when they are, when I reach out to them, I tell them, okay, you've been selected to move on to the project portion of the application process. I say, you are welcome to email me any questions you have about the assignment but please know the quantity and the quality of questions that you you will be judged upon oh. the quantity and the quality of the questions that you ask. Because another thing about me is I'm not a handholder at all, which so I love. I, <laughs> I do. I've got some tough love in me, but <laughs> I, I am not looking for people who need a ton of clarification, who are going to be emailing me, you know, several times a day with questions. We're just never going to work together well. So I'm looking for people who, you know, can ask great questions, but also a minimal amount because I want them to be able to really step up and work independently. For sure. 100%. Okay. So you have them go through this. If there are 10, they go through this project and then what yes. happens? Well, depending on the position, this is where you get the depends answer. Uh, depending on how many people are going through the position, you know, if I'm, we've had it sometimes where the first round of projects could be 15 people going through something. You know, when I was hiring someone to help me with our, our courses, I think I had 15 or so people create an outline for a particular topic. So 
sometimes I'll be able from there to weed it down to three people. Sometimes they'll still be five. So some of the, and particularly how complex the position is. If you're hiring a graphic designer, you know, one or, which I've done, one or two projects can really give me a good feel versus someone who's going to be, you know, helping you create programs or something like that, or is going to be a key part of your content. You really want to get a feel for how they are at digesting information, how they are at organizing, structuring, teaching. And then also for me, a big part is visuals. So how they can work with people on their team. A lot of um, some projects I've done that are really important, I'll actually give them a budget. I'll say you have $100, you know, to, I have um, someone helping me with the content on my blog right now, $100, you can either write the post yourself or you can use those funds to try and find a copywriter and a graphic designer for the blog post. So I'll actually see how they use resources. Nice. That's fantastic. I love that. Yes. So they, so to answer your question, they could go through anywhere from three to even five projects before we get to the interview portion. Holy cow. Like that's crazy, but so fantastic. I just, I, I feel that when you have gone through an entire process like that, it says a lot about the person that's going through the process that they're sticking with you. They're showing you that they totally want it and they're dedicated. And then you feel really confident to turn them loose on all your projects once you've hired them. Cause you know, you've seen their work throughout the last few months and this could take a few months, right? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Usually my, my hiring processes for the really important, like the leadership positions don't take, um, any less than a month. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So this is a good time to talk about the cupcakes. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, this is about Jordan specifically when I was hiring my head of content, we had a lot of, a lot of really great applicants, you know, could really do a great job with researching and assembling information and all of that good support I was looking for. And, um, I was in San Diego at the time, your, your home city. Yes. And I was staying at a hotel cause I was speaking at a conference in the area and I had posted on Instagram or Facebook, somewhere on social media. So it wasn't too stalkerish, but I had been posting about <laughs> where I was staying because it's a, a shared love of Ugh. yours, mine, Amy Porter. We love it's this hotel. It's called the Del Mar, right? No, Grand Del Mar. But I think Grand they just Del changed Mar. their name, but that's what it was called when we were all there. <laughs> the Grand Del Mar. So I'm I'm in our in our hotel room and one afternoon just knock at the door and the, one of the porters is standing there with basically a big box of sprinkles cupcakes, which are one of my favorite cupcakes. And I thought, oh, how funny, you know, maybe someone in our family or friends sent this. And I looked at the card and it was from one of our job applicants, Jordan, who was in the process, the current process for the position. And she said, you know, something like, oh, you know, I hope your, your presentation goes well today. Um, here's, you know, here's just something. I can't remember exactly what the card said, like something, here's something sweet, you know, to help you through the weekend. And I got two of each flavor. So you and Devin don't have to share. I was going to say it was really thoughtful where she thought about you and Devin, even though you, I know you don't probably want to share with them, but she did think of that. Yeah. I don't think I shared with them. (laughs) I remember him calling that night, like Melanie's a little sick right now. She ate so many cupcakes, but she'll be fine later. No (laughs) limit. Yes. But you know, one of the things about she, it showed a lot, first of all, her attention to detail because I love sweets. I have a huge sweet tooth. I'm always posting cupcakes or, you know, different pastries or things like that, that I love on social media. And I always have pictures of fun 
treats and stuff and my branding. So it was, it was a specific gift. It wasn't just sending, you know, something out of the blue. Right. Uh, but it also showed that she wasn't afraid to go above and beyond. You know, she put in that extra thought, that extra effort. She didn't live in the area. She found, you know, she lives in, in Texas now. I can't remember where she was living at that point, but not in the area. So she had found a Sprinkles location in the area, had them deliver or figured it out, knew where I was staying. You know, she really put in that extra attention to detail and thought. And that translates, you know, when people do that, it's not just a one-time thing, but it's going to translate into their performance and their position as well. And it absolutely has. So she ended up getting the job. <laughs> I say not just because of the cupcakes, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's the cupcakes. They played but a little they, part at least. They definitely played a little part. I can, bribery is always welcome. Amen, sister. Uh, but I can tell you after working with her for her for a year and a half now, that same thought and attention to detail um, and kind of thinking outside the box, I still see that in her work to this day. Yes. Yeah, so that's so cool. I think those little acts that you see during the hiring process really come out in full force when they're hired. So paying attention to all those little things that they do along the way, what questions they ask, how often they ask questions, if they do a little something extra special like that, I think it all matters. And giving yourself the the month or so to go through this process with any potential new hires allows for those moments to present themselves. So I like the, yes. the time frame that you're giving this as well. Now, I know you have a really cool hiring motto and share that with us because I think it's important for all of us to remember. Well, I can't take complete credit. I'm sure I read it somewhere, or heard it from someone, but it's about being slow to hire and quick to fire. And uh, it sounds a little ruthless, but I have to tell you, as a business owner, first of all, most of us do not put in enough time and effort into the hiring process, which we just talked about. But also, when you know someone isn't a good fit, and you will know very quickly, you have to pull the trigger and and remove them from the organization. I don't know that like a nice fluffy way to say <laughs> it, but you have to fire them because Honestly, it's not doing you or them any favors to keep them in a position that doesn't work. And I see over and over again, and it's so tempting, particularly if you're someone that doesn't like conflict, to try and, you know, force someone into a position for whatever reason you think, oh, maybe I'm not, you know, giving them the right projects, or you try to make all of these excuses, but you will know when the right person isn't in the position and you have to you have to fire them very quickly. It's like a Band-Aid. And it's really important because when you do have someone in your group, someone on your team that isn't the right fit, it kind of poisons the whole thing and you have to be the protector of that. It's so true. I think that's the biggest lesson we all need to remember. The whole idea of going slow through the hiring process and quickly firing when you know, and we all know in our gut when someone's not right for our team. And I love what you said. It's for them and for you, meaning don't yes. keep somebody on your team that you know is not a right fit and you know that they're not comfortable probably in the position. You both feel it. And you're right. Most of us who don't fire quickly, it's because we don't want to create waves and conflict and we don't want to make people feel bad. But we're mm -hmm. also building really important businesses, doing really important things in this world. And I think we've got to remember and look at the big picture, right? Yes. And what works for me the best, just kind of the way to think about it is I'm really protecting my team. Because if I, I've had people, you know, that were great, we thought they were gonna be the right person, for whatever reason, you know, people change, positions evolve, 
you get someone and all of a sudden it's not the right person in the right position, it affects everyone, not just because, you know, they're a bad person or people don't enjoy working with them, but all of a sudden other people's work gets taxed differently or they're not able to work with that person in the right capacity. So it creates more stress for my other team members. So I always think of it like I'm the I'm the mama bear, I'm the protector. If, if the wrong person is on our team, it's hurting the other people's work and, and their enjoyment of working with me. Oh, I never even thought about it that way. Like the whole of the team and the environment and the atmosphere that we're putting everybody in. So very important. I'm, I'm so yeah, glad you brought that up. A lot of times your other team members won't tell you. Um, oh, I've noticed yeah. this. It's very interesting because they don't want to make waves or they don't want to be, you know, complainers. But I've, I've hired or I've fired people before and told the other team members after it was after it was done, you know, this person's going to be here anymore. And all of a sudden, things will bubble up like, oh, my gosh, I'm so <laughs> glad because of X, Y, Z. And you're like, interesting. OK, <laughs> so you've got to trust your instinct, your instincts. It's so very true. I can't even tell you how incredibly valuable your entire hiring system is. I mean, everything from making the list of your dream team. That's the first thing I'm going to do this weekend is really spend some time on those people that I would love to see on my team. And I think we should all start there. Would you agree? Just start with the dream team list and just, you know, do a total brain dump around that. Absolutely. And it's actually really fun. I think it's a great step in the right direction for shifting your mindset because you start to, as you go through the exercise, you start to really see what's possible for your business. And a lot of times particularly if you're a solopreneur or you do have a, a more bootstrap team, you limit yourself in terms of what you're building and the impact you're able to create because of just pure bandwidth. You know, you might want to do more video or you might want to, you know, increase your product line or do something, but you think I currently am too busy right now. But if you start thinking about, well, what if I had someone helping me do X and what if I could pass this other stuff off my plate to person Y all of a sudden it opens up your schedule, it opens up your creativity and your brain, and you start to realize what you're really passionate about doing. Yes, exactly. And that's really what it ultimately comes down to in terms of being an entrepreneur. Most of the people listening now run really small, lean businesses, but we're all doing things that we'd rather not be doing. I mean, if we're being really honest, meaning if you haven't hired smart or spent any time really focusing on hiring for your team, you're likely doing tasks and different things in your business that one, you don't love and two that are taking you away from your strongest skill set and where your real genius is. And so with that, if you want to be selfish about it, get back the time to do what you love to do in your business by hiring just an amazing team that will support you and your business and the people that you serve as well. So Melanie, thank you so very much for being here. I know that if you want to learn more just about Melanie's business and everything she has to offer, you can go to melanieduncan.com. And in addition to that, we have some really cool links. Actually, Mel sent them to me that I want to share with you where other people have put up some really cool hiring pages. I want you to check out some pages on Mel's site as well. So you can go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 87. The show notes will have all the links for you. But again, thank you so very much for being with me. I'm so glad we had this conversation. It was an absolute pleasure, Ms. Porterfield. <laughs> you have a wonderful day and thank you everybody for listening. Bye for now. So there you have it. I hope you found the dream team process just as valuable as I have. And I truly am going to start implementing right away. 
So I've committed that in the next 24 hours, I'm going to write my dream team list and get it all out on paper so that I can look and see where there might be holes in my business or where I might need extra support. I think that brainstorming session is where we all should start. And I want to encourage you to make that commitment as well. Next 24 hours. Now, also we mentioned a lot of links and I have even more things to link to, to help you with this process. So if you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 87, you can get all the links that we talked about in this episode. And finally, one last word about our sponsor for today's episode, meetedgar.com, my favorite social media posting tool. I've used it for years now. I think it is the strongest tool that you can apply to your business. Remember, repurposing content is exactly what you want to do in order to create more consistency in your business. It saves me so much time. I spend about maybe 15 minutes a week on it and I fill it up. And then it always has great content. And one thing that I've noticed with Meet Edgar since I've started using it is that I get so many more people to visit old podcast episodes because an episode from maybe two months ago will show up in somebody's newsfeed because it's time to repurpose that content. And so now people are revisiting old episodes, which means that I get more views for my podcast, even on the older episodes. I love that because it's all about the repurposing in the library inside of Edgar. So if you want to try Edgar out for free, go to meetedgar.com forward slash Amy, and you can get started today. Thank you so much for being here with me. I cannot wait to connect with you again soon. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.